are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks Podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day listening to who? The always wonderful and might I add, handsome host of this podcast, multimedia journalist and graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. I'm there you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, we got Lucas Smith on again, part two of yesterday's episode. We're going to be talking MVPs, we're going to be talking Astros, we're going to be talking expanded playoff format, whether they should keep it or not. So you guys are going to want to stay tuned for that. But first, if your company's interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks to listen to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now let's get into that conversation with Lucas Smith and I. Who is your MVP this season? Braves have a candidate in Freddie Freeman. We've seen guys like Tatis Jr. make a case. So who do you have as MVP this season? MVP for me is – I think both MVP and Cy Youngs are both both toss-ups. Uh, but for the MVP, I'm going to lean towards uh, a Freddie Freeman. Uh, other names that come to mind, you mentioned Tatis. Uh, Manny Machado comes to mind. But I, I, my vote goes to Freddie Freeman. Uh, I think that he, he's gone way too long without an MVP. Uh, he, he's been the face of that Braves franchise through the highs and lows of the last five, ten years. Um, so I, I think Freddie Freeman gets the MVP. And, yeah, I, I just think he, his numbers overall. And he's, oh, he's always been a professional hitter. Uh, but you, you hear a lot of guys have the professional hitter mantra about them but then don't have the power. Or you look at Freeman, he's got the power to back that up along with the professional hitter. He's got power to all fields. 2020 was his year. And I don't want to hear any talk from shortened season awards don't matter. These awards still matter. They, they still mean something to these players, and they still count as a full award in my, in my eyes. Um, so I think Freddie Freeman takes home the 2020 MVP. Yeah, and his numbers this season are absolutely insane. He led the National League in runs scored with 51, led the NL with doubles, 23. He had 13 bombs, batted 341, 462 OBP, 1102 OPS. The man was a monster this season. But according to the Cy Young predictor for the NL, has you Darvish as the league candidate? They have him taking home the award. So what do you say, Lucas? Do you think Darvish takes it home, or are you taking someone else as your Cy Young winner? I am taking uh, I am taking you Darvish as my Cy Young winner. I'm, I'm sure Jeff Carr would have something to say about that with, with Trevor Bauer, who had an exceptional season. I'm not taking anything away from Bauer. Uh, five and fourth at 173 ERA, 100 strikeouts and 73 innings pitched for Darvish. Or excuse me, that was for Bauer. But I just think Darvish was just downright filthy the entire year. 76 innings, 93 punch outs. He had a whip under one, um, which is which is insane. An ERA of 2.01, won eight ball games. Winnings above replacement of 8.6. His ERA plus was 221. Fielding, impo- fielding independent pitching, 223. He led the league in that. Case per nine, struck out 11 per nine. 
I, I just think he had, by and large, the best season among any any starter. And I think when when he's right, he's got like what seems like thirty pitches. When he's right, when he's healthy, he's the best pitcher in baseball. I think he showed that in twenty twenty. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Bauer won it, but but my vote goes towards you, Darvish. Yeah, and I was going to say, I think I'm going to give my vote to Bauer, actually. He led the National right. League in ERA with 173, led the National League in ERA plus 276, led the National League in WHIP 0.795, led the National League in hits per nine 5.1, had more strikeouts on the season than you, Darvish, better strikeouts per nine. So I think he led more statistical categories than Darvish. Now, Darvish did have more wins, but – he was on the Cubs. I don't think the Cubs are that much better than the Reds. So I think the wins mm-hmm. were pretty much a wash. I mean, Bauer only had five wins. He was only five and four in the season. But a lot of those Reds pitchers, they didn't have like the, the win loss as you might have expected, I guess, just because the Reds weren't that dominant of a team. But I'm definitely giving my vote this year to Bauer. And I don't think I told you who I would give to MVP. I think I would agree with you, Freddie Freeman, for MVP right. as well. But let me ask you this real quick, Lucas. With the Astros down in the uh, championship series right now, they're down 3-1. to one. I want to see them make this comeback, Lucas. I'm the only guy really? outside of Texas that want the Astros to make the comeback. I want them to play the Dodgers in the World Series, and I want them to beat the Dodgers, Lucas. I think the best really? narrative for baseball is Astros come back to the World Series beat the Dodgers again and give a big middle finger to the rest of baseball and say, look, we didn't need the word. We didn't need a cheat. And it kind of, it, yeah. it kind of uh, legitimizes their whole world series run, their whole franchise. I think it just makes a better narrative than the Dodgers just beating the, the, the Astros or just a race brave series. I think the Astros coming back and winning the world series when everyone knows they can't cheat now because they have uh, Tens, uh, 10 times more eyeballs on them now. Everyone is yeah. super cautious of anything they're doing. So I think if they came back and won, I think there would just be so many people mad. I think the baseball world would just go into a frenzy. And I think it could really just bring the sport back, honestly. I mean, we already saw mm. – it felt like ratings were going to go up this season pre-pandemic because there was so much talk about that Astros redemption tour. There's so much talk about so many teams just going to be beaming Astros players all day. So it sounded like there was a lot of buzz around baseball this season, entering the year before the pandemic. There was so much buzz. Baseball was actually, you know, being talked about on TV shows. It was actually in the national <laughs> news once again. So I think if the Astros got to the World Series and beat a team like the Dodgers, I think that would just be great for the sport of baseball. What do you think? That's an interesting take, and my my knee jerk reaction is no. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. as you as you explain it, I I understand what you're saying. Uh, I I think that w- with what we see on social media and all the hate towards the Astros, I would almost argue a better narrative. Um, what would be the the Astros making in the World Series and then losing to the Dodgers? Uh, but but to go on your point, I think that I I agree with, with most of what you said. I think that it would legitimize their franchise. I don't think that winning this World Series legitimizes their 2017 World Series win because they cheated that year and there's nothing they can do to, to take that away from them. Um, there's nothing they can do to, to make that uh, worthy in a lot of people's eyes. So I don't think it, it legitimizes that World Series. But it definitely does legitimize their franchise. It legitimizes these players as well. Because um, before all of this happened, Jose Altuve was one of the most lovable guys in the, in, in the sport. Him and Correa were, were the dynamic duo up the middle. Everybody was in love with these guys. And now everybody's laughing their heads off that Altuve is struggling. And everybody hates Correa for being who he was before the, the cheating scandal. So I, I think that it's an interesting take. And I, I wouldn't disagree with it. Personally, I don't want to see it happen just because I'm not for the <laughs> Astros. I, I would like to see 
Um, and just for me, ratings and everything else aside, I think Braves-Rays gives you the best World Series just in terms of what the game on the field would look like. Uh, but if you're looking at the narrative, I, I, I would have to agree with you that that would not be the worst narrative. It might be one of the better narratives you can get if the Astros do come back. That said, I do want another record. I don't want it to happen, but I, I do see that the positives that can come out of that. Yeah, I think sports just needs a villain. And right now, baseball has theirs with the Astros. So if the Astros go in there and win, I think it would just be great for the sport of baseball. But you did mention Jose Altuve and his struggles. So do you think his struggles right now in the field is related to all the cheating and the rumors and just all the backlash he's gone? Because even though he's committed a lot of throwing errors in this playoff, uh, he's been fire at the plate. The man is smashing oh, home runs left and right. He's batting over 400, I believe. So even though he struggles in the field at the plate, you, you wouldn't know. It's basically night and day. So do you think his struggles in the field are related to all this media scrutiny? Or no, just because look at what he's doing at the plate. You can't really tie the two together. Exactly. Yeah, I, I would go with the latter. I think that Otuve is just having the yips right now. Um, it, it, it's unfortunate timing for a multitude of reasons. Uh, one of them w with all this media scrutiny. And I think that that adds to the yips, but he's clearly not taking it with him to the dish. So a lot of times, at least, at, especially at the younger levels, you, you hear, you know, coaches say, don't take your struggles in the field or your struggles at the plate, uh, vice versa. Like, don't take your struggles at the plate to the field. Don't take your struggles at the field to the plate. Now, Tuve, I think, to his credit, is separating the two struggles. Because right now, for whatever reason, he can't throw a baseball to first base or second base. He threw it he committed an error to second base last night. Um, but I, I think that the yips are unrelated. Uh, to the media scrutiny. I think the media scrutiny um, enhances them, but I think that the, the basis of them is just a weird time for him to forget how to throw a baseball. Yeah, that's what I think, too. I I mean, he's basically Markel Fultz right now as an infielder. And it's just <laughs> so surprising to see because I don't think uh, – well, I think I heard Kirchin saying he might have committed maybe one throwing error in the regular season. Now he has like four or five in just these playoffs. So it's definitely yeah, interesting. Two in one game. Yeah, two in one game. Like, it, it's really unheard of. And a lot of it is like even routine plays. It's just like easy balls thrown. Oh, absolutely. And, and just like – you could definitely see he's, he, he's in his head right now. It just looks a little lost out there. Me and Lucas will continue that conversation and talk about whether MLB should keep their expanded playoff format. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Built Bar because Built Bar is back and more improved and even more delicious than ever before. They have 18 amazing flavors, but six new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and they're both soft and easy to chew. Now, the reason why I love them is because Built Bars are healthy. They might taste like a candy bar, but if you're a health-conscious guy like me, you love that they're actually protein bars that help you lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber, so it's great for that keto diet. Right now, Bill Bar has reset their promo code for this relaunch. You get a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. Go to BillBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BillBar.com. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into it. Let's continue that conversation between Lucas Smith and I. 
But final topic I got for you, Lucas, where there's been some uh, rubblings. Manfred has talked a little bit about doing an expanded playoff format. So if baseball did keep the expanded playoffs, what would your feeling be about that? Because I'm not a fan of expanded playoffs. I think it just uh, takes down the value of the regular season. I think it puts less importance on the regular season. I wish we cut back on games, honestly. And I wish we had less playoff, less teams in the playoffs because I think that would increase the sense of urgency. Move to 110 games and go back to the playoff format. Play the playoff format how it was just last year and how it was the last, you know, 10 years or so when they had just two extra wild card spots. So I think I would like to see that. I don't think I want to see expanded playoffs, but I'm definitely in favor of cutting, cutting down the season just a little bit. I agree. I don't think I would cut it down drastically to 110. Um, I, I don't know the numbers and how they could do the schedule. I think before it was 162, it was 154. So, I mean, I would be okay with that. That's not a huge cut. Uh, but when you, when you look at playoffs, I think that people get so mad at the wild card format because they don't like the format. But what it did, really, um, the wild card format is in, like, last year when you had the, the two wild card teams playing in an elimination game. What it did, and it served its purpose, it put a heck of a lot more pressure to win that division because you don't want to play an elimination game. And when you look at the elimination games, especially in the National League in the last couple of years, you have, you have to go up with guys against, like, Jake Arrieta in a career season. You have had to go up against guys like Madison Bumgarner in a career season, against guys like Garrett Cole in a career season when he was with Pittsburgh. You're not going to want to face those guys in a make-or-break year. Um, so I think that what this playoff format does is puts a lot more pressure on winning that division so that you get out of that elimination round. Um, the only expansion that I would be okay with, honestly, for the playoffs is if they made that wild card round best of three to kind of ease the burden on those those teams that might not have the strongest of pitching. Uh, I, I would be okay with the kind of an experiment like that. But I agree. I think that, that the playoff format this year was good for 2020 and for 2020 alone. If they keep this format next year, I think that's a big loss because this is just not too chaotic isn't the right word, but it just opens up the door to, you know, we had two teams under 500 that are in the playoffs this year. And one of them is still playing in the Houston Astros. Baseball is not a sport where if you're under 500, you get in the playoffs. That, that, that should not be a thing. It hasn't been a thing. Um, so I just think that the playoffs, I would be okay with expanding the wild card round in terms of number of games, but number of teams, I think you keep it right where, right where they were at pre-2020. Yeah, I agree with that. Definitely want to go back to the amount of teams that made the playoffs before 2020, but I would be in favor of cutting it down to maybe 110. I know a lot of people wouldn't like that because it would mess up historical records and things of that nature, but historical yeah. records are already kind of messed up. I mean, if you look at those numbers from the early <laughs> 1900s, Babe Ruth was smacking 60 home runs and pitching, uh, getting you 30 wins as a pitcher as well. We just don't see things like that anymore. Cy right, Young has exactly. like a thousand wins as a pitcher. So if we're comparing I any know. numbers from like the early 1900s to now, things are going to be crazy. So I think uh, we put too much stock into the historical records. And that's just what baseball is. It's a more historical game. People care about mm -hmm. the, you know, unwritten rules, things like that. It's more old timey. Uh, yeah. It's got more of an old feel to it than some of these newer sports. I just want to get baseball more involved. Uh, real quick random mm -hmm. question that I didn't think I was going to ask you, but are, are there any ways off the top of your head do you think that baseball can do to make the game quicker? Do you think that maybe they should go to seven innings, maybe uh, shorten mm -hmm. the amount, uh, maybe put a time limit on games? Like, what do you think baseball needs to do? Because I do feel like it's not as popular among, uh, you know, younger generations. And I think that's a pretty obvious statement to say. I mean, most of right. my friends don't watch baseball unless they're just baseball nerds. Either you, you know, either you watched it because you're 
grandpa watched it when you were five years old, but not many people get into baseball when they're in middle school or high school or a little bit older. Once you're past like the age of eight, that's pretty much your window for liking baseball before the age of eight. Once you're past like the age of seven or eight, you're pretty much out of your prime for liking baseball. So are there any ways you think baseball could do to make the game more interesting and more attractive to younger viewers? I don't know. I struggle with this question because I'm more of a traditionalist in, in the sense of, um, you know, not, not changing too much about the game of how it's played on the field. You know, like I said, I'm okay with, with looking at how to expand, uh, not expand, or how to look at the playoffs a little bit differently, take away games and different things like that. But I've always loved baseball for the beauty of having no clock. Um, that, that, that I know that I'm in a small population of people, especially my age of 20 years old that think that, yeah. um, but I, I just think that there's only so much you can do without ruining the game. Because I think Manfred has come in and he's done a thousand things wrong. And I, I, I just think that pace of play is not something to worry about. I think what they need to worry more about is marketing their players better like the NBA and the NFL and uh, NBA and NFL do. I think that they're, they're missing a lot of opportunities with, with not as – they're not marketing their players a lot. And I just think that um, it's just one of those things that baseball has to deal with because of it having no clock. Um, and I'm not, I mean, I would be in favor for maybe shortening times in between innings, um, limit, I, I think mound visits need to go. I will say that, uh, I, I would be hundred percent in favor of zero mound visits, except for medical and taking out the pitcher. Um, but other than that, there's, there's only so much you can do without nitpicking and really treating it like a high school or college level game when it's not, you need to keep the MLB, uh, in my opinion, as traditional as you can keep it. Um, while I think marketing the players better is, is more important for the major leagues. Yeah, and baseball just needs more star players that want to be marketed, that have that kind of personality, yeah. like a Tatis or Tim Anderson, because there's just so many baseball players yeah. that are just, they just show up to the ballpark. I mean, they're playing 160 games, so it's not like every night they're going to be fired up. They're mostly in the outfield, uh, not doing anything for hours on right. end, just catching fly balls. So there's only so many, there's only a few opportunities where players, it's just the, na uh, the nature of the sport, there's only a few opportunities where players can show their personality, but when they do, when we do see those Tatis bat flips as a sport let's not you know uh denigrate what he did let's not just say oh my god he's disrespecting the sport he's breaking the right. unwritten rules yeah. how can you do that like if you're up a few runs you see a 3-0 count and it's a fat meatball over the plate you better swing at that thing because no lead swing is safe in baseball you better swing that bat if you got your pitch don't give Tatis a great pitch if you don't want him smack it over the left field wall give him a pitch exactly. that you can't hit even if it's a 3-0 count so I think that's more on uh, that that's not all on just baseball and their marketing. I think some of it just on the the actual players and managers in the sport who just take uh, such an offense. So when players show a little personality, like why is the bat flip so bad? I don't understand why that gets yeah, people so get angry. And then I don't like to see the retribution of a guy getting beamed at his head. Like if you want to hit a guy in his leg, sure. But I, I'm not really in the favor of just throwing the ball 100 miles an hour at anybody at any part of their body i just don't understand no, absolutely that. not just next time just don't give up a home run and you won't have to see the guy <laughs> bat flip i think it's just that easy exactly I mean, we, we, so i think baseball still has some things to work on definitely in their marketing i definitely want to see the game probably get a little bit quicker i mean it's so hard to watch baseball games especially when you're working in school mm -hmm. and just like man i don't have five hours in my day to just sit down and watch a diamondbacks game <laughs> and then doing That's podcasts true. five days a week it's tough you know you can't watch a five-hour game every day and then do a podcast yeah. about it so sometimes you gotta look at that box score and just watch a few highlights and make your podcast <laughs> off that but lucas yeah. 
Thank you for coming on today. Before you go, Lucas, I want you to shout out your social media handles. Give the people, tell them where to find you, Twitter, wherever you want to shout out, Instagram. Let them know, Lucas. Absolutely. Uh, my show's Twitter and Instagram handle are both at LO underscore Cardinals. My Twitter handle is at LJ Fastball. Um, so feel free to give a follow to my show and to me. And as always, uh, search Locked On Cardinals on any podcasting platform. Um, for all the great content. And you can also email me uh, at lockedoncards at gmail.com with any questions, comments, complaints, or concerns. That's Lucas Smith of the Locked On Cardinals. Thanks, Lucas. Not a problem. I appreciate it. That's it for this edition of the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. It's Friday, so go back and listen to this past week's podcast. If you missed any of them, go catch up. Don't forget to come back next week because it's the Diamondbacks podcast, Locked On Diamondbacks podcast, your team every day, best news, coverage, insight, covering the Diamondbacks. And as always, during this pandemic, stay safe, stay healthy, and mask up. Deuces!